Hey everybody, my name is Joe. And I'm Carolyn. You guys are listening to the Carolyn and Joe Show. Man, what have you been up to, Carolyn? I've been up to a lot. Um, this past weekend was Baltimore Comic Con, and we're going to share with you the audio from the Cartoonist Draw Blood panel that happened on Sunday, September 30th at Baltimore Comic Con 2018. It was a really awesome panel. I know you haven't heard the audio yet, Joe, but... Um, Absolutely. I wasn't there. I you, wasn't there at all. You were there. So I'm excited to, to hear. But you weren't at the panel room. But it was it was great. I had a like I had a great time talking about Cartoonist Draw Blood for a whole hour. So you guys can enjoy the conversation. Um, just want to intro who was there. Um, the panelists are Steve Artley, Chris Flick, and Troy Jeffrey Allen, as well as myself, Carolyn Bolevsky. And we also had a special guest, um, Wes, from... American Red Cross actually was able to join us, which was really cool to have Red Cross representation at the panel. It's always good to hear from like a legit, awesome, credible source. So you weren't just also hearing about cartoonist talk, but you also heard about blood facts and a lot of really cool things about how to donate blood, how that whole organization works. I want to hear about blood facts. I need more blood facts in my life. I think people need to know about this because you never know. Seriously. I mean, listen to the panel, but you never know if you're ever going to need blood if you get in a car accident or if you need a blood transfusion or some type of other crazy medical emergency you just never know or or even like floods and you know all these natural disasters that are going on now with the hurricanes and such you know you just never never know when you're going to need help so it's always good to know these things it's always good to know your blood facts guys and it's always good to know that you can give back but yes so that's the first thing i wanted to get across that's what you're going to be listening to today in a few seconds but also since we have your attention joe and i want you to know that we are going to be at New York Comic Con this coming Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes, right around the corner, just in a couple days. So we want you to, if you are already at New York Comic Con, to stop by the booth and say hi. Um, we our, want you to. We want yes, you. We want you. We are at booth 1162. So please, please, please come say hi. Tell us you listen to the podcast. We'd love to meet you in person. And um, I'm also going to be signing at National Cartoonist Society this Thursday from 1 to 4 p.m. And that's at booth 304. And the rest of the time, I am going to be at booth 1162. So please stop by Curl Studio. Come say hi to us. And, you know, we'll give you a high five. And if you guys have seen us at a New York Comic Con before, we are in the same exact spot that we, we are, right? Yes. We are, it's yes. It's small press area, 1162. So hopefully we'll see you this coming Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And hopefully, if not, we'll see you in the future. But yes, take a listen to Cartoonist Draw Blood Panel at Baltimore Comic Con going on right now. Okay, thank you for joining us today. This is the panel called Cartoonist Draw Blood. We are a group of artists who collaborate on a Red Cross blood drive every year. It started in 2013 and it's been going on annually. Um, every year. One year we did try, try to do it twice, but I think annually is, is good because um, essentially it's every October in the DC area to merge with the whole theme of Halloween, giving blood, cartoonists draw blood. We just thought it was like this really cool, awesome idea to give back to the community and work with American Red Cross and showcase our talents and you know get a, a good motivation out for people to donate blood would be to offer a free sketch for everyone that donates blood. It's, and it's, you know, giving back. It's not just like, here's, you know, nothing, or here's like a candy bar or whatever <laughs> that people get. And um, it's, it's still another way to showcase our art skills. Um, and from there, I just want to introduce our panel. We actually are lucky enough to have Wes come today from the American Red Cross. He's stage left over here and then Troy Jeffrey Allen next to him who is uh, my co-creator of this project he helps me out whenever help is needed right. Troy's there I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Flick he's the artist of Capes and Babes and he has been with us for a blood drive and he's in the current anthology and we have Steve Artley oh, and myself I'll introduce myself after Steve but to <laughs> to my left is Steve Artley who um, he is a cartoonist and editorial cartoonist, and I think you've been with us for every blood drive. Almost. Oh, you missed one. But you, There's yeah, one you, I was too okay. sick to 
be but yeah, you have people been, with blood. You have been a contributor for all of the anthologies, and you've always been there, so that's awesome. And um, I am Carolyn Belaski, and I'm an artist. I draw a comic strip called Curls, um, Black Magic Tales. I was a former Magic Bullet editor, and now I'm doing the Cartoonist Draw Blood anthology. Um, and I, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. And a, a Ringo Award winner. Oh yeah, and like as I, of last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, congratulations for, for, for anthology, um, the mine anthology. Yay! Yes. All right. Uh, yes, that's cool. We're among royalty here, just to let you know. <laughs> I still don't have a, a brick yet, but I'm sure I can find one like outside or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so. Um, Tihara. Yeah. <laughs> so Wes, do you want to do any elaboration? We'll start. We'll start with you. Um, how did you get involved with the Red Cross? I'm curious myself as to your background and um, anything else that you, like what's your job title? What's your, what, like what do you do at Red Cross? Who are you? Who are you? All right, um, I'll start from uh, the first question there and I guess I'll work my way up. So Why don't you give us your whole name too, if you want. <laughs> yes. So my name is John Wesley Haynes, but I go by Wes. Um, I've been at the Red Cross for almost four years now. Before that, since you asked, I actually worked for the Boy Scouts for eight years. My college degrees of being a paramedic. I was a volunteer EMS firefighter for a while. And I came by way of Red Cross, because when I was looking for something new to do, I thought it was a combination of my experience in the nonprofit world and 911. So I came to the Red Cross, like I said, about four years ago in our donor recruitment department. And so what we do is we go out in the community and we make partnerships with churches, businesses, federal government agencies, schools, and they host the blood drives for us. About 80% of the world's blood drive, of the country's blood drive, comes from those mobile operations. So when you think about the fixed sites that are standalone that people can go to, that's only about 20% of the blood. And so what my team does, and now that I'm in the Baltimore area, I'm the district manager, so I have a team of about 10 reps that go out in the field, cover most of the state of Maryland, some parts of southern PA. And we go and we make those relationships and we try to do things on the front end to ensure that the drive is successful once it happens. Part of that role is trying to make sure that we have enough donors to come out. And so where this partnership comes in well is you guys provide that extra motivation to get people to come out uh, to the blood drives. Obviously, if they don't come, we don't get their blood, and then we have a problem. So you guys provide a very important role, and you come in at a good time. Uh, anytime we're close to any of the holidays, it's, it can get more difficult to get people to come out. They're doing activities, they're going to parties, they got plans that night, they got kids they're trick-or-treating with. So anytime you're anywhere near the holidays, it gets a little harder for people to come out to the blood drives. So you guys provide that needed role, just giving an extra reason to come out and to have a good time and save some lives. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of the blood drive, I should let everyone know, um, it's coming up, it's October 20th, 2018. It's a Saturday. Um, we're at Palisades Community Church this year in DC. So if, if you're willing and able and or need more information, um, just I'm sure you can just Google Cartoonist Draw Blood and find find us online. We're also on Facebook and other outlets, and uh, we have a blog spot. So, you know, there's ways you can reach out to us, ways you can find us, and you can also sign up online. Um, Red, Red, Red Cross is a really good website for being able to kind of pre-book your appointment. Absolutely, time. we do. We found that uh, anytime we're able to fill up our appointment slots ahead of time, our drives do better. And so whether you want to look for this drive or any drive, redcrossblood.org, redcrossblood.org is the website that you can go to and find any blood drive across the country that we support. You can also just call 1-800-RED-CROSS uh, if you need to do that as well. Okay, cool. So um, let's, let's skip, skip to Chris. <laughs> I want to know more about you and about what inspires you to be a part of this project and maybe even more also about your Monsters anthology. Um, real quick about the anthologies, we just put out a new one right here, it's called uh, Monsters. And we have themed anthologies, last year we started it with the Trick or Treat anthology and now we have Monsters. and. Um, we thought it was a cool way to give back to Red Cross by, you know, we, we want to make stories instead of just drawing a little sketch for somebody and we're like, oh, hey, let's make this whole comic book based off of it. Um, so can, Chris, can you talk about, like, what inspires you to get involved with the project and the anthology? And it's cool that we get to, like, make a little mini story and uh, broadcast that out there for people. Sure. So uh, one of the reasons why I, I was uh, really enthusiastic about this project is because 
of a comic strip with a werewolf. So it just seemed like <laughs> simpatico, like, oh, I, I need to be involved in this. Plus, you know, I'm in the area. So, um, so I, I think I was, uh, by happenstance, I've only been able to actually participate in one blood drive, but that's been a fantastic, it was a fantastic experience. I know last year when you put the anthology together, I had never, I'm a, I'm a web comic artist, so I never put a, the comic book pages together, and I'm like, I'm gonna do this, but I don't know, I don't have a four-page story, and then finally I came up with a four-page story this year, and I'm like, oh, I got a story, I can, um, a friend, uh, my friend Don, who I'm sitting beside today in the kids' corner, we went to Heroes Con uh, this year, and on the drive, six-hour drive back, we hammered out the story, because I was having a hard time trying to figure out how to how to fit, fit the story into four panels, and she came up, she gave me a great idea, I came up with it, came home, everything digital, everything done on Procreate, so I was really excited about that. So, so yeah, I was, uh, I've always been really enthusiastic about this uh, project. I think it's great that, um, you know, cartoonists can come, draw something, and get, you know, for, get incentive for people to get blood. Um, how about how about you, Steve? Because you have a story both in Trick or Treat and Monsters. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to explain your <laughs> explain yourself? Explain myself. Uh, yes, and, my, like and tell everyone Supreme what your Court about? nomination here or something. <laughs> I sure hope not. Um, I got involved. I I use blood pretty much every day. Um, you know. And oh, I'm sorry, the uproarious laughter just, okay, I'll wait, I'll have a laugh line there. Oh, by the way, all the people standing in back, there are some seats available over here, so you can uh, sit down there. Um, no, I, I, I definitely believe I've been a long time supporter of the American Red Cross. I think we've done, they've done absolutely outstanding work for generations um, and uh, saving so many lives and, 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 and all their efforts involve uh, not just blood drives, but uh, so many things of assistance. Um, and so I believe in that very strongly. And so I was very eager to be a part of this when Carolyn first brought this up as something that we can do. Um, I already had some characters that I had drawn for another cartoon strip. In fact, it was part of the Magic Bullet. Um, and it was called War on Halloween. And I have the sample right down here somewhere. It's posted and you're welcome to come up and take a look at that when you can. Um, and uh, so I had these three characters in this uh, particular thing, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to revive them and use them for this effort. Uh, so every time somebody comes in, I usually use those three. Um, in our recent, uh, in our most recent anthology, I had something on the mummy, and so I now have added the mummy to the uh, to the to the trio, and now we have a uh, a quad here of uh, of monsters that that I'm using. So I have the um, Vlad the um, vampire, and then there's a there's a, uh, a zombie and a and a werewolf, and now the uh, uh, the mummy. So, uh, but it, there's a couple of pictures that I posted here too of people, and you'll see the young woman here. Um, I'll do the thing she chose to have the the, the the zombie, and so I just put a little note on her saying uh, her name is Olivia. So I said Olivia, I like Olivia for her brains. Um, and then there was a uh, a teacher, uh, the the young man over on the other side here in the other picture, was a chemistry teacher. So I just put um, I I love Bob for I like Bob for his uh, for his iron. Uh, only I used, of course, the FE, which is the iron um, for the element iron. So there you go. And that's what I did. And that's where I'm at. Now, and this is a little cardboard cutout that I made for Vlad, which is uh, saying, I'm a cartoonist. I can draw blood. <laughs> so. and, and your characters kind of became a little symbol of our Cartoonist Draw Blood project as well. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn uh, uh, brought those in to use those to kind of do in a lot of our promotional material or whatever too. So mm -hmm. it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and I use them in the anthology. Uh, it's always uh, Vlad the uh, the vampire introduces, uh, and my it's a series that I do for this called Sanguinary Tales, which seem to fit. So there you go. Awesome. So. Um, just realizing this, when you mentioned that you did the page for the Magic Bullet War on Halloween, that was for the Halloween issue. That was for a Halloween issue. Okay, that, and that was the one that I edited. 
the, the, the magic bullet tales, I was like, we need to do the Halloween issue. So I, in a way, like maybe just inconsequentially, inco- inco- like in my brain, like I was like, I wanted to do a Halloween book. So we did that theme for Magic Bullet because we wanted to hand it out to the kids like as they were getting candy as well. So we're like, oh, that's a cool thing to like put oh, their that, bags. That's like, a good idea. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, a, it's on newsprint. So, you know, we got the funds to print that like at a good cost. And it wasn't like I feel like our anthology books are, um, I guess, impre- more impressive. <laughs> like, I, would, I don't know if I would necessarily give these out to trick or treaters because they're uh, like very expensive, I guess, to like get printed and everything. But um, maybe that's something we can consider, maybe having a lower budget project that we can give out for trick-or-treaters as far as like a, a little comic or something. Yeah. So that's something maybe we can do in the future. But stemming from the Magic Bullet page went to like us making the blood drive and then us putting out Halloween stories to coordinate with that. So in a way, like I feel like that might have been part of the process. I, I never thought of it stemming from that Magic Bullet um, Halloween page, but yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, for me, um, I work on Black Magic Tales with Joe Carbeo, he's the writer, and so we came up with stories for our characters, Roxy and Dean. Um, in the first issue, Trick or Treat, um, we have a story of a boy who has this whole episode about discovering a midnight farm. Um, very scary visions that he has, and his friends kind of like dare him to go to this scary farm. Um, like as if you would, you know, take hay rides and such, like, you know, pick out a pumpkin, the pumpkin patch. And he has all these crazy visions of the cornfield and a scarecrow and a um, crazy octopus owl <laughs> um, combination hybrid animal in the farm. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to give the whole story away, but he's searching through the farm and really scared. And, you know, it, and we're not out there to like scare, like, like all the, the, I have a rule about the anthologies is like, we don't want to make it be a horror movie or something. We want kids to like really enjoy Halloween and read it, and maybe you know it spooks them a little bit. But it's still enough that my rule is that you would want to hand it to a kid. You know, like you you want to spook them a little bit, but nothing too gory, nothing too crazy. Um, and then in the monsters anthology, uh, we did a story called Area Fifty One, and it showcases. Um, you know, our heroes slash some people might call villains um, for Black Magic Tales, because Roxy and Dean, they are career criminals trying to be the most famous people on Earth. Um, They are in Area 52, and you may have heard of Area 51, but Area 52 is where they hide the crazy monsters that no one knows about. Um, And they get stuck into pulling a heist of Area 52 because they met someone online called the Peacock who promised that they could get more fame and more likes and hearts and appreciation, more followers. I've run into that character before, <laughs> myself. Yes, it's, it is a monster type of character. Um, she promises all this social media glory and somehow, you know, Roxy's not too into it. She's like, she has like a little bit of like, this might not turn out really well, but I'll go along with it because Dean was all like, sign me up. <laughs> so she kind of gets involved on it from a side angle. Um, so essentially, you know, they run into all these monsters, it's crazy, and the peacock is causing havoc inside Area 52. She lets out all these crazy monsters out of their cages, and it's rampant and wild. Um, essentially, you know, things, you know, I'm not trying to give too much away, but things don't end up very, very well for the peacock. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, let's let Troy talk a little bit about how he got into cartoonist Draw Blood. And he's a writer, so he comes at it from a little bit of a different angle. And it's important to get that perspective as well. Because it's, it's hard at comic conventions because it's visual and everyone loves looking at, everyone like enjoys looking at the art. And it's hard for the writer sometimes too, because maybe you can talk a little bit about that, because I'm always interested in that. What? But, <laughs> how do you come at it from the, from that point of view, and how did you get involved with Cartoon and Stroll Blood? Uh, I, well, I definitely wanted to contribute to the Monsters book, but you know, uh, I'm not an artist. <laughs> yes. So uh, you know, sometimes those things don't necessarily work out for that reason. But like, uh, my role really is to like you know support Carolyn and uh, try to find um, the best avenue to like uh, uh, prop up Cartoon and Stroll Blood. Uh, uh, the way I came into it is like you, you actually had done it the year, the year prior by yourself. Yes. Um, and that, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, yeah, like I think like everybody here, I just believed in the concept and I thought it was really cool. And um, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that like once the ideas get rolling, it's kind of hard to stop. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I, I offered my uh, support and help for the second year and uh, have been there ever since. Um, and uh, one of the things we talked about last year, uh, and I have to give Eric Gordon credit for this as well, yes. is uh, the anthology, or the year before last, I should say. And, um, you know, we're like, well, we're, this is Cartoonist or Blood, so, and everyone here makes a comic in some way, shape, or form. Uh, we should all come together and make an anthology uh, that really showcases what we have. And, uh, yeah, now it's, this is our second year for uh, with uh, after trick or treat. This is uh, the monsters anthology. So and that also the anthology also is used to uh, sales for that. Also, are contributed to yes. This. Yes. Oh, wow. So ten percent so. of the proceeds after printing costs mm -hmm. um, go towards the Red Cross. Yeah. Um, and we each do it gratis. So. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I mean it's uh yeah it's it's something to definitely be proud of. Like uh you know at the we had we went through the whole process of booking people and you know trying to spread the word and just trying to think of new ways to expand cartoons through blood and now Carolyn is um, you know she's already had the National Cartoon Society involved but now we have chapters who are potentially yes. going to start doing the same thing so yeah it's a, it's just a really great thing like, I'm happy to be part of it so yeah like I'm glad that you brought up NCS um, National Cartoonist Society um, I think Steve's a member I am and um, Joe Sutliff's a member. Um, it's an organization for cartoonists and it's a really great organization um, locally and there's all different chapters around the United States and even actually internationally now um, and essentially you know it's, it's what you make of it the more you you get what you give the more you give the more you get out of it and I guess that's also how it is with Red Cross in general too um, and any organization you know you can always just pay membership fees and then like never attend meetings and you know, you wouldn't know what's going on. And there are some members that do that, but there are also more organizations that, um, you know, the more that you participate, the more you, out there you get. And that's why we try to like meet the public at the blood drive face to face. Like you, we, and that's the thing, like we sketch them sometimes, or sometimes they want like the Dracula, sometimes they want different characters, or sometimes they pull out a phone, you know, and, can be like, hey, can you draw my dog? We've drawn all different types of things that people want as like their thank you gift. And we really enjoy doing that and we enjoy showcasing our skills. Um, and that's what's great about also the National Cartoonist Society is that we also draw for children. We do uh, children's hospital drawings because the, um, they have a program called Cartooning for Kids. And so what I was trying to hopefully do and still working on is having cartoonists draw blood be um, reaching out to all the chapters. Um, I know like Pittsburgh has been working on trying to build up um, a, having their cartoonist draw blood over there. And it honestly has, maybe Wes can like help us more with this, but it honestly has been like a little bit hard to get each chapter represented. Um, the, the right person with the Red Cross connected with the right person from NCS. Right. And we've been working on it, but it's been hard. So, and I know you guys are like super busy too. So <laughs> I don't know if there's like a better way to do all that, but <laughs> I, I think we can figure something out. Um, yeah. We are the way we work. Um, probably just the pathways are not clear on what you guys could, could do, and uh, I could probably help find those pathways for you. Okay, so cool. I'd be happy to help. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've been like reaching out to like certain ones, and they've heard back, but it's like it's slow. It's it's a process. So you know, and it's and it's always. Um, and it was hard for me, like the first year, to reach out to you guys. Um, like, I mean, this in like the nicest way. Like, and I, and I, because I would say, like, you know, honestly, like any jabroni that like calls you guys up, you know, like, you, you know, you're not gonna just be like, oh, here's your own blood drive, you know. So you, you gotta like vet the people, make sure everything's good, and like, also Red Cross like checks the locations. They have to make sure there's a lot of technicalities to run your own blood drive that you wouldn't think about. You know, like they have to make sure that they can get all their beds inside, they need access to water, they have all these, you know, all of your specs set up properly. 
And originally, Troy and I were talking about maybe like wanting to do this in a comic book store because we're like, okay, well, we get the fans there, we can do it there. Right. And like, I don't know why, like our brains were so <laughs> tiny about it. But we were then like, they were like, well, there's no room in the comic book. There's no room in a comic book store. It's like smaller. Well, than what a dream! Have a bed <laughs> in a comic book store. Live back, read the comic. Yeah. Blood. I don't know. Like I was, I was like, maybe they could send the truck out and it could be outside, like a food truck festival thing. I don't know. I was just trying to be creative. About it there were frequent jokes about ruining the collectability of comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like trying to get it, you know, and eventually we have found two churches that have been able to donate space, which is really awesome. And then even I was contacting other churches, and some, and this is early on, they were like saying that they were going to charge us $500 for it. And I'm like, this is not a wedding. This is a blood drive. This is, you know, I'm not, I love Red Cross and Cartoonist Joe Blood, but I'm not going to invest. You know, five dollars or five hundred dollars to yeah. We're volunteering here. Yeah, this is all it's all volunteer. volunteer. Our, the cartoonists here, we're, we're um, we volunteer our time completely on this and our materials and everything. And that's how much we believe in it. Yeah, and, and also, we enjoy. It. I'd be up for doing. I we we do this once a year, but I'd be up for doing it a couple of times. I mean, I would, really we did try it that one year twice, and it, and it was a little bit uh, hard for to extend because all of us have our own stuff going on. We all have our day jobs as well, and we all have our cartooning going on as well. So some of us aren't even in the area anymore. When we started, like Teresa was here. Yes. And now she's like in, like in New York, I guess, right? So now she's in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and so Pittsburgh, she can right, be yeah. part of the one starting it up in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So you see, when we do move away. We, we take expand. the concept we can right. take yes. it with us. I mean, so NC I'm hoping to take it to France, maybe. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. See, because NCS, like, basically... Oh, I'm just saying I want to move to France. <laughs> right, yeah. Is that for real? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I have to ask. <laughs> Steve, you're so convincing. Where I want to go. <laughs> but, you know, there's chapters in um, L.A. I've been in communications with, um, Pittsburgh, New York. New York wants to do it. Um, Connecticut wants to do it. You know, there's people that want to do it that are ready, willing, and able, but they just got to get hooked up with a drive. And, and originally, we were doing our own drives, and this year we're kind of like tag teaming on a drive that's already established. So, and it makes it a little bit easier for us that we don't have to get the donors and such um, directly on our on our side. But um, we still try to merge it in. And then also speaking of the merging in with another group is um, AIGA. It, it used to stand for American Institute of Graphic Arts. Um, it now stands for the Professional Organization of Design. Um, I used to be a board member of AIGA um, in the Washington, D.C. chapter, and they always have a thing called D.C. Design Week. And so since design kind of overlaps with comics a little bit, um, they were like, hey, Cartoon Straw Blood like, overlaps with D.C. Design Week. And so last year we, we put um, it on their agenda. To, to, so hopefully we'll get some, I did notice a couple graphic designers coming in to give blood last year. So we, we kind of get like a couple more people that would have possibly never given blood before um, in on that. So we are overlapping with them again this year to network and bring the attention to their calendar as well. Um, so that's always good as like, you know, to fit with DC Design Week um, overlapping. Um, what else? I mean, I don't know. I think like NCS has been doing a lot of good things, and I would love. That's like my goal actually is to try to get NCS more involved with the cartoonist draw blood, like on the level that they have um, the kids um, comic, the kids um, ca cartooning with kids program. Cartooning with kids, they usually have that at their at the hospitals. Yeah, when they when we have the national uh, convention, we usually have a thing. Whatever whatever city where we're having the convention at the NCS, they. They usually set up something to go to an area hospital uh, for the kids' mm -hmm. uh, wards there, and, uh, which is very moving. And we went we've to done Philly. it here, actually. Yes. Carolina set this up, but we've done some things here. We've done it at the Anova um, yeah. Falls Church Children's Hospital. Um, and I did it actually up in Philly for the Rubin Awards this past year, and it was really awesome. Like, they, and they made a bigger event of it because uh, a lot of the cartoonists that come to the national event, they're um, syndicated, and they are the ones that you see in the newspaper, you know, like the, the top dogs of the industry. Um, and it's really cool that they get to have the opportunity to meet the public and draw for the kids. and. Some of them went up to the different wards um, in separate rooms to go up to see cancer patients. And it was like, 
eye-opening because you can make somebody smile with a single drawing and that's nice to see the reaction because sometimes we're like working in a bubble as an artist um, we're in our studios all day and we might not <laughs> interact with people and yeah you get to see people online like see see in quotations people online but you don't really see them and it's nice to be able to give back at the blood drive and get people's reaction you know, like when you're drawing you flip the page over and be like look at you and then you get you get a good reaction and you know even though it's just a small moment but those stick with you and when you're having a down day in the studio you can always think about the smile that you brought to a kid's face and it's really cool. Actually uh, on our blog spot like uh, on, our, on our website is like really a bunch of images of people with their their photos next to each other so like you know you really get an idea of like the, the exchange that happens at these events at the Cartoon Store Blood event which is really nice. So. We have a website? Yes. Well, it's a blog. <laughs> we have a blog? Yeah, we also have an Instagram. I should visit that. <laughs> that was a, that was a um, when uh, when uh, my first one that I actually got to participate with you guys. It was sort of like a non-alcoholic drink and draw. <laughs> so yeah. was, oh, that's why I didn't know about it. Yeah, it was just a, it was a great it was it was a great Saturday, um, just hanging out and drawing with with a bunch of other artists and amazing artists too. So you get a you get an exchange of ideas and you get to see what other people do and what their style, their, their working method and just hanging out and talking shop and also contributing back by, you know, giving, uh, encouraging people to give blood and, you know, hey, you get a free little drawing for, for giving blood. How great is that? And plus, you know, it was just, it was just a great, really cool experience that, that, that I want to do it again. It's just, you know, every time it's like, uh, conflict. Oh, you can't do that. I gotta show that we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're a you're a working cartoonist and a full time, you know, working job as well. So yeah. It's like there's only so many weekends, and I understand that. So, um, Wes, I know that when you donate blood as a single blood donation, um, it counts as up to saving the lives of three people. And what 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 are the other benefits of giving blood? All right, that's a great question. Uh, thank you for asking. So yeah, every donation can save up to three lives. So your blood gets pulled out between plasma, platelets, and red blood cells, and each one of those will go to a separate, don a separate recipient. So when you give whole blood, those are three different lives that you're gonna touch. And every day, every two seconds, someone in our country is gonna need blood. Every day we go through about 36,000 units of blood donate, being donated to different recipients. It's not counting the plasma, the platelets, and everything else like that. So when you donate blood, you're contributing to saving lives, and it's interesting. When we have a disaster or a major crisis, people come out and donate blood in a lot larger numbers. But what a lot of people don't realize is the blood that's needed for that disaster has to already be on the shelf. And so we need to make sure that we have enough blood on the shelves, not just for sickle cell patients, cancer patients, car accident patients, but that we have the blood on the shelves that's ready for the next disaster, ready for the next hurricane, the next shooting. We are the only national registry blood program in the country, so we move blood across the country faster than anybody. Even in areas where we don't collect blood or serve the hospitals, we're able to move our blood there faster because of how we're set up. And so one of the challenges that we're always facing is making sure that the blood supply is always strong and healthy. Uh, platelets have the shelf life of five days. So from the one day, so when we do a whole blood donation and we divide it up, by the time it's ready to go, it's got about three days to make it into a recipient. Um, red blood cells last for a little longer, a couple months. Plasma can be frozen, so it's a different story. Um, but all of that has to be constantly brought in. And so when you guys come out and help a blood drive, not only are you taking care of that cancer patient, that car crash victim, you're also making sure that we're ready for the next disaster, the next shooting, the next hurricane. So what you guys do and what the donors do is really important in that respect. Um, <clears throat> donors don't all, often realize they can donate up to every 56 days if they do a standard whole blood donation. And so sometimes trying to get them to do that extra donation that time of year, um, that's where you guys come in and give them that extra motivation. Oh, that's, that, that's interesting. I, I didn't know about the, I was going to ask you about, since we just had a hurricane, you know, everything, it, it tends to be like, oh, a hurricane, disaster, we need blood, the three days. That's, so how can we, uh, you know, when we do the drives, how can we get that word out to let people know? It's just like you said, we, you guys need blood before the hurricane hits or before some, 
something happens. Like, like uh, a really great thing is that we knew what the last hurricane was coming, and so you get the word out, you need blood before it happens, not during. So the most thing is um, when, you're out, when you're promoting your drive that you guys work with or any of the drives, just encouraging people to do it year round and not just when it comes. Some of the other things that happens, for instance, not only now when the hurricane happens, do more people being injured and in need of the blood, also all the blood drives that were scheduled there had to be canceled. So now you're thinking in the North Carolina area, we canceled 14,000 units of blood mm. um, that we now have to make up in other parts of the country. So now we're supplying the blood to people that were injured, um, which is obviously important. We're supplying the blood to those who need it regularly anyways. And now we're trying to make up the difference from all the blood drives that got canceled. So the biggest thing is making sure people understand, donating regularly, donating often, putting into your schedule. We have a wonderful Red Cross blood donor app that will help you find locations to donate blood. And so when they come to your drive, ask them, have you donated, have you downloaded the app yet? Have you, are you looking well, at the next drive? Um, those are great things to do on your social media, posting it out there saying, yeah. hey, we just had a great drive. Don't forget you're eligible to donate in 56 days. Here's the link to go find a blood drive near you. Um, one of the nice things is, especially in this area, I mean, the DC Baltimore area we're covered, there's almost always a blood drive coming up near you somewhere. Yeah. Um, so you, using yours as an outlet to spike interest for that one blood drive is great, and we certainly want you to do with it. But just make sure you, you when you're doing, you're talking to donors, you're talking to your, your networks, that people understand that this shouldn't be the only blood drive you come out to during the year. And there's lots of other opportunities. I will also say that I talked to a gentleman um, the other day who, when he went to go in, he's been a long-time blood donor. One of the things we do is we test your iron levels. And because if you don't have enough iron in your blood, um, percentage-wise, you're not eligible to donate, not safe for you. And his iron had dropped to a very unsafe level. And he knew he wasn't feeling good, but it wasn't something terribly out of the ordinary. But when we were able to give him his results there on the spot, he, we encouraged, we're not doctors, but we encouraged him to go see his doctor, and he did, and he found out they had a, a real issue. Um, and he ended up being hospitalized for a couple of days, got on some new medication, he's all better now. But the early warning he got from donating blood, it's not why we do it, it doesn't happen all the time, but it was one of those cool little stories yeah. um, that just kind of brought to light that donating this can also benefit you too. People are, oftentimes I hear people that are concerned, believe it or not, that they're worried they could catch something from donating blood. And I say, you know, it's not like a mosquito that comes and bites you and has to inject something in you in order to get the blood out. This is something where the blood, everything's coming out of you. Yep. The other concern are people that might have a thing about needles or it might hurt or something else say, you know something too, if you've ever had a hypodermic shot, you know, uh, like that you get for some immunization or whatever, that hurts about three or four times as much as this. This usually is about as close to painless as you can get. So, Especially by a phlebologist who really knows what they're doing. Absolutely. I'll comment on both of those things. One of which we are heavily, heavily, heavily regulated by the FDA. Everything we do, all of our regulations, all our practice are FDA reg. Um, in fact, the FDA can and will, and they should, uh, come to any random blood drive um, and they can judge the entire organization by what they see at one blood drive. And so every time we go out and we set up these operations, we are constantly ready and able. And as the FDA arrives, we'll be able to say we've done everything right. All of our needles and stuff like that is one time use only. Um, so one of the things you, that we always talk to people why we need to make sure our blood drives are successful is there's a lot of cost to put on a blood drive on our side. Mm -hmm. Not just the, the gas to get out there, all the one time use equipment that we have that once that bag's been opened, that's it. Um, and so we have to make sure each one of them comes in and, and well. Uh, but no, the needles are one-time use only so that that risk isn't there. Um, and again, the FDA wouldn't let us do anything that would be out there. The other thing you mentioned, uh, fear of needles. The story I always tell is we run in a lot of high schools. And you have, and we can take donors as young as 16, with the exception of in D.C. D.C. rate says 17. Um, but when you have this 16-year-old young female weighing 110 pounds willing to donate, and then you got that 30-year-old gym teacher who says he's afraid of needles, I kind of have to bring the story up as a comparison. <laughs> we can do some characters on that. So I, I, have, I have often found, and this is something other counterparts have said as well, for some reason, men seem to be more afraid of needles and use that as an excuse not to donate than women. 
Um, and so I turned that as a reverse. When men say, I don't like needles, I inform them, well, no one does. In fact, if you did like needles, you probably wouldn't be eligible to donate blood. <laughs> but let me tell you about other people that don't like needles and donate anyways, including 16-year-old girls at the high school I was at last week. Um, so you never want to like push too hard because people do have real phobias and things like that. But if they give you the opportunity to have a conversation and talk about it, um, I always like to bring up those kind of things. Are you, are you ever tempted to like, put the, the, the vampire teeth in and scare the hell out of <laughs> So I will say that I, I have never done it, um, but we have had blood drives that have been on Halloween, yeah. and we have had some of our uh, our donor partners that have had some real creative ways. I used to work with Gallaudet University in DC, and they always ran a blood drive as close to Halloween as I could get, and there, there, was a, there was a fraternity that did it, and they came decked out <laughs> And they had they had just a box of uh, the, the fake vampire teeth for yeah. anyone who came by and wanted some of the fake teeth to wear and things like that. Um, so personally, no, because uh, usually I'm bouncing between meetings during the day. But I have certainly encouraged and worked with groups, and Howard University also uh, did a pretty good job decking out. And you don't want to make sure that they get stuck in your mouth and you couldn't get them out. <laughs> I might look a little silly when I move on to my next meeting and I'm asking them, yes, we're very professional, we'll come into your place of business, and I promise we'll embarrass you. <laughs> <laughs> with my Dracula cape and fangs. <laughs> It's, it's a great idea to like have it around Halloween because one year we actually did it on Halloween because Halloween happened on the Saturday and everything worked out great and we gave out candy and people came we dressed, dressed up. up. Um, I was like, yeah, just make sure you leave a little room for your for your wrist right. or, for, or for your arm to roll up, you know, make sure you've got some room for the needle to come in. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but people did come dressed up and it was really fun and, you know, we made the most of it. But we need to get some of those vampire teeth, Troy. <laughs> Any, anything we can do a good to make it more make exciting, it more entertaining, more fun, to get more people talking about it. Um, all that stuff is important to get people to come out. Because um, again, every, every blood drive has to be successful. Every blood drive has to hit a critical number, a minimum number. We have to hit about what we thought we were going to hit. And those are all important things for us to do. So the more fun we make it, the more likely we are to get the people out. Um, and again, also it also creates a more memorable experience. You know, if someone comes to a blood drive, they go in, they sit down, they donate their blood, they walk out. It doesn't have the same lasting impact as they went in and someone greeted them with a big fine, uh, shiny fanged mouth. They got a tech cartoon of themselves with their favorite vampire. Um, it just, they remember it, it sticks in their head, and it'll, the next time they see an advertisement saying, blood drive in your neighborhood, blood drive, call this number, they'll have a more positive experience associated with it. So on the marketing side, um, it also plays a big role um, in that as well. We get, we get a lot of repeats, people come in, and that are collecting different cartoons too. They say, okay, well last year I did this, the year before I did that, this year I would like this. You know, so we do. We have a regular following now, so that's great. It's good to get the feedback, yeah. direct feedback too. Again, since we are like always so huddled up in our yeah. studio, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's nice. The to sound be. of one hand clapping. <laughs> Seriously, um, do we have any other questions in the audience? Any, any things you've always wondered? Well, Carolyn, it's just great to meet you, and uh, we're here from Virginia. Yes, I'm attached to a rescue squad. Familiar with all the yeah. um, My name is Bonnie Rivera. This is Elvis Hepler. Uh, we're here with my granddaughter. And just was excited to try to make it up here this morning. Sorry we're late. It's okay. And uh, just look, I'm a retired teacher, and uh, the awareness that you guys are doing, I, I can just see all this happening in my mind. I wish you'd get down where we are and. I would, Where are you? In Virginia. I'm in Virginia. On I'm in Virginia. So. At Stewart's Drive. Okay. Out of Stanton. He, he lives across the mountain uh, in Lynchburg. Oh, okay. I see. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm just in Alexandria here, just yeah. across the river. So. I just think it's wonderful that awareness that you're bringing about with young people and you know the art. I can see it in my mind. It's what you're doing. It's just. Fantastic. Thank you. That's why we struggled to get up here this morning. I um, had knee surgery, so I'm, I'm really, it, you had to be the last room. I mean, I was good heavens, but I was determined to go. Yeah, we need a golf golf cart shuttle or something. Oh, uh, yeah, I see that. I had I, knee surgery once, too. So. Oh, oh, no, three times, but the last three time. Replacement in yeah. June, there's been a struggle, but 
Uh, my granddaughter's here for her last convention. She's 17, and I'm turning her over to letting her do it by herself. <laughs> so I tried to bring her to San Diego. Uh-huh, that's a big one. That's the big one. Uh, that didn't happen. We uh, had tickets, well, most of the tickets for the Javits Center in New York, because I'm from New York originally. Uh -huh. uh, that didn't happen, and so I said to her, now what do we do? And she said, I don't know, and I found Baltimore, Baltimore. this weekend and, and kind of rushed it a little bit, but we're happy. Yeah, we're, we're happy you're here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Your art is beautiful. Thank and, you. Um, you know, it just gives me cold chills to know that this is happening, and I hope from D.C. you just go everywhere. Well, it's good that you mentioned New York Comic Con because that is coming up. And um, for those of you that are listening, we're recording this right now, so for those of you that are listening online, um, we are going to be at New York Comic Con um, coming up this next coming week. Um, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at booth 1162. You'll be able to pick up Trick or Treat or Monsters Cartoonist Rollblood Anthology. Um, that's booth 1162 in the small press area at New York Comic Con. So we're going to be making a little impression at New York. So for that, we have another question. Yes. yes, I had two questions. Okay. The first question was, where are your blood drives again? Could you remind me? Yes, it's um, October 20th at Palisades Community Church in Washington, D.C. Northwest. I can get you the address after, um, but I don't. I didn't have it memorized. <laughs> it's typically in the D.C. area. Yeah, it's usually DC, and it's we try, usually, to, try to make it metro accessible. And it, it's usually very metro accessible, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that was one of like um, our requests early on was to have it be metro accessible. Um, for those of you that just walked in, this is Cartoonist Draw Blood. We're going to have a blood drive on October twentieth at Palisades Community Church in Washington DC, and we're going to have uh, two shifts this year because um, that's another thing that's been. Um, so many people actually want to contribute and think it's a great idea and you know want to be artists on the project that it's almost like <laughs> you know I would love to maybe do two a blood drives a year but um, you know it, it, it is kind of limiting in a way that um, you know usually the, the blood drives the slots that you can sign up for is every 15 minutes so you know it's a good steady flow of people and there's also walk-ins walk-ins that walk welcome anytime. But it's a good steady flow of people enough that we're able to draw for everybody. Um, and so now with the, the overflow, we're going to divide, you know, we've always had AM and PM shifts for our artists, so that way we can get more people to draw. So um, in the morning, it's going to be um, Eric Gordon and I, and then Steve Artley and Joe Sutliff will be for the second shift. I'll be awake by then. <laughs> so I just looked it up real quick. and. Uh, oh, yes. Please announce yes. all the details. It's uh, 5200 Cathedral Avenue, Northwest, D.C., 20016. And if you, I believe this, this is an open to the public blood drive, so you go to redcrossblood.org and you put in the zip code 20016 and you look for October 20th, you'd find it pretty quickly. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for those details. And we'll um, link to all those details in the audio. You said you had a second question. Yes, my, my second question was, with the anthology, how long uh, does it take to draw that? And is that individual characters, or is that with all of the three, and I said you added one character? Well, that, so that's just you. mine. That's just you. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing I came up with. And like I said, uh, people will game in later, but uh, I just have this these three characters that I did for a, a script that I had done for the for the magic bullet and just did the war on Halloween. So I came up with those three characters and thought, when I first got involved in this, I said, oh, hey, I'm gonna use those characters. But everyone draws different things, different styles, everything is completely different. So I'm adding my fourth character, in this case it's a mummy, uh, to my to my little trio of uh, the, 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 with the, the vampire and the, and the, and the wolfman and the, the zombie. So there you go. That's what I do. Yeah. Everyone draws different things. And just to give you like a little taste of what people have done, um, just by like titles, um, we have a story called Home and Gingerbread, which is based on the Hansel and Gretel characters. We have uh, a story called The Candy Man Can. This is from our Trick or Treat book, so going with the candy. Um, Steve has his story. Um, Teresa did a count cat -ula. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> she's going off with the cat. Cat -ula. 
can't count Mila. Which I think all cats are vampires myself. Mm-hmm. But that's been my personal experience <laughs> with my cat. I know definitely loves uh, uh, biting. <laughs> it's good to have the bite. She goes for the for the vein. And um, Eric Gordon has uh, they want our candy exclamation mark. Um, <laughs> Joe Sutliff, his title is called Ding Dong. Um, Art Hondros did a story called Blood Type Cast. Um, it has a little bit of a Hollywood uh, slant with casting. Um, and then I have that Midnight Farm with Joe. Um, and then in the Monsters book, um, it's a really cool story that Joe Sutliff did called Old Tim Burton. Going off like, Old Tim Burton <laughs> had Tim a Burton. farm. <laughs> eek, eek, true, true, true. You know, and on this farm he had, you know, he, he goes into all these crazy characters he made. And I actually really do like the um, the deviled eggs. <laughs> it's really cool what he did. Um, you know, it's 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 a whole bunch of really cool stuff that we have. Um, and Teresa did a banshee character, and then I put the banshee character actually on the cover as well as all the other crazy monsters um, for the cover. I did several characters of like a crazy ghost, um, like the where you know Chris Werewolf. Um, a whole bunch of like really cool characters here and like this creepy looking snake and then when you open it up the snake actually has a uh, little blood dripping from his, his tooth it's kind of frightening um but yeah and then the, i did steve's mummy up here with the like toilet paper roll coming out of it because i thought that would be funny it's called the mummy gets up <laughs> yes so, know, yeah. there's always the mummy walks the mummy does that comes alive whatever this one just the mummy gets up gets up it was like that's kind of a big deal right there you know yeah so it's cool that like all the like our creativity has gone full force with the blood drive um i mean i want to take it to bigger levels we'll see what we can do and like i said like uh, you know i'm not trying to diminish it at, at that point but we all have our own stuff individually going on you know we have lots of other projects going on and you know, it is hard to find the time to do this, but we make we make sure it happens, and every October we make sure to make a little bit of time for it. And not only that, like it's just a, it's just a it's just a fun project. I think like I don't normally tell you know Halloween stories, but I think it's really nice to be able to for someone to purchase this book and especially give it to like children. It's it's for all ages. Like adults can read it too. It's fun, and like you get like the childhood back in you. You might remember like a night that you trick or treated back when you were younger, and be like, oh my gosh, I remember trick or treating. Like it, it brings you the, back. That's what the trick or treat book is all about. It brings you back to like I know for me, like I had memories of being like, yeah, I remember going out at night and like you know my little pumpkin pail, and you know you remember holding your flashlight. It's it's nice to have like those memories bring you back. And also it's nice to be able to hand this to like even like a grandchild or or your own children or you know the neighborhood kid and just be like hey check out this comic like i think that that's like very heartwarming and let them know even if they can't make it out to the blood drive at least they'll know about it and maybe they can tell someone and it gets awareness to any blood drive not just our blood drive but the red cross and that awareness will build from there and the red cross is like a great organization too because i've been um, studying like the history of red cross and claire barton there's Claire Barton's so local here, like we just drove on Claire Barton Parkway to come up here, you know, like yeah. you see her name like on the road, <laughs> like that's that's the ultimate, um, you know, sign of success is if you have like a street named after you. <laughs> so, you know, Claire Barton and um, I actually just visited the Red Cross headquarters in Washington, D.C. They had the, the tourism D.C., um, did the Walking Town D.C. tours. So I volunteered for that and um, got to see that build the buildings. Have you seen it? Like it's fabulous. Like they have Tiffany windows. You gotta make it. There's a there's a way that you can make an effort out there. I think they do tours twice a week. Um, visit the website to find out the details. But if you're in the D.C. area, that's another um, cool event that you can go to every week, twice a week. They do tours that you can sign up for at the the International Red Cross building, and they have cool artifacts. And on top of that. I always found out that Walt Disney, connecting with the cartooning and this whole, you know, Baltimore Comic Con event today, um, Walt Disney actually did do work with Red Cross in France. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a big history like expert enough to like, you know, give you dates and times and all that, but it is cool that, you know, look it up that Walt Disney did work with the Red Cross and um, there's like Ernest Hemingway worked with Red Cross. There's a lot of like really cool history involved and they've been involved, um, they have a war, they, right now they have, currently have a war, World War One exhibit up at the um, International Red Cross in Washington, D.C. 
So since we're so close to DC, it's really a fun way to be able to see all of these monuments that are dedicated and there's a lot of uh, history going on with the project in terms of that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things, we're talking about the blood side of things, but we are, the Red Cross is nationally mandated but we're unfunded to respond to every major disaster. So every time there's hurricane strike, every time the shooting happens, things like that, we are nationally required to respond with volunteers to help get people back into housing, to help get people food, to make sure that they can get back on straight. Uh, but that, but we're funded through our own uh, our fundraising efforts to the local community, to the national community, and things like that. So we are we have a contract with the federal government that we will be there, but they don't pay us. Mm-hmm. So when you think about donating to the Red Cross, every time there's a disaster, your money is going to help support that kind of activity as well. And you never know when something's going to happen to you, too. That's, I guess that's my reason, in a way, for giving back. Is like, everything's fine. Like, uh, you know how they always say when you ride an airplane, they're like, okay, put on the mat, put on, like, the air mask before you, then, like, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of a child. Which, you know, like, at first, like, you, your instincts are like, oh, I need to take care of other people. But, you know, sometimes, like, you really do need to take care of yourself. And, you know, in general, like, my life's going pretty good, and I'm very happy and fortunate to have a good life. But also, I want to give back in a small way. You know, like it might not seem like a big event, but you know, for one day a year, like I'm able to focus on the Red Cross and giving back. You're a local hero. When you do it. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> in that right, you are a hero. And yeah, there's like so many people working towards a greater goal of just you know, if you can already take care of yourself, then that's really awesome to be able to do that and to be able to help other people that might need it. And who knows, you might need it in the future. You never know when, if you're gonna need a blood transfusion. You never know if you're gonna get a car accident. Like, like cross your fingers, luckily everything's gonna be good for you, but you just never know. And then hopefully that, that gift that you gave will give back to you. And this is so, so different from what uh, a lot of us do uh, during the day. Um, you know, I'm a cartoonist, I'm a full-time cartoonist, but I'm an editorial cartoonist, so I draw political cartoons. Uh, and this is so different, so refreshing. Uh, in some ways it's not all that different because I feel like I draw a lot of trick-or-treating uh, monsters and stuff <laughs> anyway. But it still is, uh, it's so different, uh, this is. And plus we could see, when we go out and do the drives, that's why I really like doing that, because you can have direct contact with people. Normally, we're just sequestered away, uh, manacled to our workstations and uh, drawing boards. Um, and people will come in and maybe we'll have throw in pieces of meat for us once in a while, open the trap door and let us uh, <laughs> catch a glimpse of sunlight once in a while. So this is nice. Did we have another question in the book? Or did you guys have a question back there? We do, we do have a Facebook, um, search for Cartoonist Stroll Blood and hopefully you'll be able to find us. But yeah, we do have an event set up for the October 20th Blood Drive. Okay, because we're friends with the person that runs the All-Star Con, so maybe we can share it on his page. Okay. Wonderful. Sounds great. Thank you. I just wanted to say real quick, because we're talking on a lot of different things, and uh, just pull it together and talk about volunteering and the one time, the mission statement for the American Red Cross. The American Red Cross prevents and alleviates human suffering in the face of emergencies by mobilizing the power of volunteers and the generosity of donors. So whether you're doing it once a year, twice a year, on the regular, when the demand rises, when the emergency hits, you're still playing a a role in that of alleviating human suffering, regardless of how often. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Yeah. Any more questions? Hmm. Not not really a question, but just come back to Gallaudet. Come back to Gallaudet? Yeah, do another event at Gallaudet. Okay. I think I know the hospital system is running where they are now, so I think they're still running two to three times a year. I would rather be there, but I know the pace for the interpreter, so it helps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. What else can we talk about? We have five more minutes. <laughs> Don't you want to use up all your time? Oh, I do. Um, anybody else have any other projects going on that they want to talk about or um, anything that they are going to look forward to for the blood drive coming up? For the blood drive? Yeah, or any other like promo you want to do? Do you have anything else going on? Um, what are you working on? Part of a, I'm part of a book right now that just came out. Uh, there's 24 cartoonists, American editorial cartoonists, and it's called uh, uh, Who's That Man with Mr. Lincoln, Mommy? 
and it's a parody of a children's book, really, and it deals specifically with the Trump presidency. So uh, it does tend to lampoon that. So I want to give you a trigger a warning on that. Um, and we had a lot of fun getting it out. A guy by the name of John Darren, a uh, writer, uh, put it together. He's from Maryland here. Uh, and there, like I say, there's 24 cartoonists. Uh, some of them are Pulitzer Prize winners. A lot of them are. And uh, all of, of us are award-winning cartoonists. Most of us are, are syndicated cartoonists uh, throughout the United States, Canada, and some international. So there you go. That's one thing. Okay. Um, for me, I have New York Comic Con coming up next week. So again, we're going to be at booth 1162. <laughs> I'm also working on the Legettes number two. It's been it's been a while since since book one, but we are working on book two. Um, and I have a whole bunch of other cool stuff on my table right now at, at Baltimore Comic Con. If you want to head on down, it's um, three zero fourteen. We're in the Kids Love Comics section. She has the best stuff. <laughs> and we have the um, the Sadfish book is done. It's out there. Um, that was kickstarted. We still have the, a whole bunch of other, um, actually you can own the original art from Sadfish is, is out there. Um, please adopt the Sadfish. <laughs> and um, let's see, what else? Um, we have the Curls book, the whole giant book is down there and I can draw a sketch in anything that you purchase. Um, if you're see. not familiar with Carol <laughs> Bolesky's work, I just gotta tell you, you're in for a real treat because it, she is absolutely, without a doubt, one of my favorite, oh, absolute you. favorite artists and people too. Oh, like, thanks. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's it's just wonderful oh, artwork, and she's got just a great booth. It's so much fun, and she's a lot of fun to be around. So thank you. Yeah, and hopefully we, um, you know, again the goal for NCS. Um, I'm actually on the national board now of National Cartoonist Society, so I'm going to try hard to get Cartoonist Draw Blood activated more in the other chapters. You know, I'm going to try my best, you know, to get it going this year, but, you know, it's, it's going to be October very shortly, so we'll see what we can do. And, um, you know, if not this year, next year should be a, a big goal. Um, tomorrow. So <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow is October. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe that? Tomorrow is October. So we'll see how fast we can get going on that this year, but, um, you know, if, if not this year, tomorrow. Tomorrow, if not tomorrow, next year. <laughs> so now we're going to sing tomorrow from. No, we're not. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we, we got good projects going on. So I'll, I'll move on with Chris. What, what do you got going on? Oh wait. Okay, so so I'm also in the kids section. Um, I'm like right across the aisle from from here. Um, at uh, 3010, right? You're 3014, right? Yes. So, We're right basically catty corner, yeah. diagonal from right, me. Right across from each yep. other. So, um, so, so next month, I'm actually going to be very busy. Uh, I'm going to be next Saturday, I'm going to be uh, at Chesapeake, um, Maryland, at the Chesapeake Library doing a Monster Fest. Um, yeah, that's my very first Monster Fest, right? You can bring the monsters back yeah. to the Monster yeah. Fest. So, uh, then um, the week after that, I'm going to be in uh, Roanoke for a one-day show. Then uh, the week after that, I'm going to be a two-day show in Hampton. And then, I'm, um, uh, and then the end of October, I'm going to be a two-day show in Virginia, uh, Richmond at the Richmond Raceway. Um, uh, besides the, uh, the Monster Anthology book, I have uh, on my table, I draw people as cartoon werewolves right on the spot. You can watch me do it. I, I have a, uh, a little mini book, uh, since I'm in the kids section, this is a collection of all my G-rated comic strips uh, featuring my werewolf. And then I also uh, came out this year, earlier this year with a little mini book of uh, all my uh, been doing conventions. She's been doing way longer than I have, but I've been doing conventions for about 10 years, so I put a little convention of uh, tips and tricks into uh, a little book called Conventional Wisdom. Uh, and uh, you can see, you can read about all my tri uh, tips, tricks, and things that I do when I prepare for conventions. So I have all that on my table, and uh, before you guys leave, please come up and get one of my, my free postcards. So that's everything I have going on. And is your, that's your real name. Yes. Chris Flick. I mean, is that just a great name or what? Yep. I mean, for a cartoonist, for anything, just that, I'm going to flick this off for you. You know, it's it's really oh, terrific. Actually, um, I'll speak to that real, real quick. Is we actually went to um, a premiere, the DC premiere of the um, 
don't worry, he won't get far in yeah, the movie. And I was telling Chris, I was like, Flick sees a flick. <laughs> but we were lucky that we got to see that film. Um, that, and that was also a perk of being an NCS member. My wife really enjoyed that. She, she was like, that was, that was a really nice, uh, that, that, that's one of the nice things when, that's one of the reasons why I love doing conventions is to be involved with these, these guys and, and get to do crazy, cool things like this because you just never, you never know what's going to happen. And that's, what I, that's one of the things I talk about in the book is one of the, one of the great experiences of conventions. It's not actually at the convention, but it's after, after and hanging out with artists and writers and everything Having like that. Having skis with guys. <laughs> All right, Troy, what's up with you? Brewskis, you know. I'm going to break this to do that right there. Um, God, uh, I funded a, a comic called, uh, speaking of blood, I funded a comic called uh, Fight of the Century. Uh, it's a mixed martial arts comic, um, and that's available uh, uh, on my website, uh, on our, uh, my uh, publishing company's website. Um, and also, uh, you can probably catch me downstairs uh, today. I'm... Uh, Recording uh, segments for a show called Previews World Weekly, which is going to be uh, started. We're going to start floating to uh, on YouTube and Facebook for the purpose of supporting local comic shops. And um, I am finishing my wrestling comic called Bam, which uh, will hopefully be concluding very soon. So there you go. And what about you, Wes? When's your comic coming? Nothing that fun. I just look forward to continuing working with uh, great people from the community, like you guys right here. To Recruit more blood, put on more blood drives, and save more lives. Thank awesome. you for all that you do. Okay, cool. Then that's our panel. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys Thank can you. come out Thank October 20th. Thank you, guys. If you can't come out, just tell your friends. Whoa, Carolyn, that was pretty awesome. I did enjoy listening to that. I listened to that thing live. Awesome and educational. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what everyone needs. Awesome and educational. Or, as people like to call it, edutainment. You know, like education and entertainment. Combined. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- was it entertaining to you? I think so. Okay, cool. I was very entertained. I like the end a whole lot and the beginning. But also the middle was pretty great. Cool, awesome. So now that that's you know over and done with with the panel um just want to let you guys know come on out october 20th for our blood drive october 20th 2018 saturday october 20th give that blood yes give that blood give that blood give that blood but before that if you're available thursday friday saturday and sunday come to new york comic-con if you already have a ticket please stop by our booth we are at booth 1162 and we hope to see you there and we'll check in with you guys later on the podcast but this is our quick little awesome connection with you and um yeah we hope to bring out more shows in the future we have like we actually have some stockpiled so we will bring them to you as soon as we can but also don't forget december is coming up and you know damn well we're gonna do pod december again Oh, we are. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and if you don't I know, want what, to. if you I don't want know to about Pod December, I want to. It's a podcast every day for the month of December. So thirty-one days of, of fun. I, I want <laughs> of to podcasting fun. I want to. It's gonna happen. We're going into Inktober, so why not do Pod December? We created that thing, damn it, and we're gonna ride it, ride it to its doom. Awesome. Okay. Well, looking forward to spending a lot of time with you guys in December. That's right. And yes. if you want to find me anywhere, beat me. What was what's the line? Yeah. Call me, beat me. If you want to, if you want to be my lover. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, Spice if you want well, if you want to find Impossible. me, jokecarbeo.com, uh, a straight J on Instagram, and all all the other stuff. What about you, Carolyn? Oh yeah, I'm at at Carolyn Belovsky on the socials, and uh, you can find me at www.carolynbelovsky.com. That's right. Right, and once again, my name is Joe. And I'm Carolyn. Be excellent to each other. You're bona fide. Good day. Am I a lover or are you just a ghost?